Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection and rate it on the factors of the cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of 1 to 5. And then I tell you to get it or shred it. This week I'm reviewing G-Wiz, volume 3, number 25, published in 1959 by Humorama Incorporated. For the video version of the podcast, head on over to youtube.com slash vmcampos and check it out. And now let's talk about the book. Well, first of all, a little bit of background information. This is a classic vintage men's magazine of the time, 1959. For the low price of 35 cents, which is more than $3 nowadays, you get this 100-page book full of cartoon kicks, peak abutes, and funorama. Now, it is smaller than a regular comic book. See, here we've got a more modern comic book, and notice that it's tiny. But what it lacks in size, it makes up in other ways. Humorama was a magazine publishing house founded by the founder of Marvel Comics? So this is an ancient Marvel comic, long lost. And nothing you're going to see on the big screen anytime soon. But it's true, Martin Goodman created the very first Marvel comics in the 1930s. In the 50s, he had his hands in many publishing empires, and then by the 60s, Marvel Comics debuted. So it's really interesting to trace the lineage of this magazine. Now, what are we in for? We're in for a lot of uh, interesting art, totally outdated cultural mores, and some cheeky photography. This book was published in 1959. It's volume three. By this time, Hugh Hefner's magazine had been around for a little while, and everyone was looking for their cut of the action. Humorama magazine published a bunch of these types of magazines where we have cartoons, we have jokes, we have the Pika Buttes, and just a cultural zeitgeist at the moment. Spoiler alert before we get into the book, you might consider this an NSFW video, although you will definitely see worse things today. This was, after all, 1959. Dwight D. Eisenhower was the president, and it was quite a conformist society at the time. But if you check the special portion of the newsstands and you had 35 cents, you can join in on the funorama. So you have been warned. So I picked up this issue and then also another one from a slightly later date. This one is October 1961. The same sort of idea. Fun art, sexism, and outdated cultural norms galore. All right, so back to the issue from 1959. So yes, what we have here are cartoons and some photography where we have the G-Wizard, or the Pika Butte, and a couple of other terms for the ladies. But it never really gets more NSFW than this. And the art, we have such titans as Bill Ward, Dan DiCarlo, and more, creating voluptuous art, often captioned with some really corny jokes. I have to admit, some of the jokes are kind of funny still, decades later. Some of them are really eye-roll, some of them are very yikes, and some of them I don't get. What's funny is how things just are kind of cyclical, because here's the first joke. The ideal home should be built of rubber so that it can be adjusted to periods of inflation and expansion. Oh, look at that. We're dealing with inflation and recessions and all of that now, and they were dealing with that then too. Again, this book at 35 cents is more like 350 nowadays, so the grass is always greener in the past. Bill Ward is a titan of this pretty girl art of the time, and the camera doesn't do it justice. Let's get a close-up here. Uh, what I'm trying to point out here are the expert rendings in pen and pencil and ink washes that just create the textures of the clothing, whether it's the gent's suit, 
the ladies' outfit, what little there is of it, the pearls, the lipstick, everything. Bill Ward is one of the best artists you're going to see in this magazine. And there are plenty of other artists that are very good too, and they range from very rendered, top-level, top-shelf art here, to a lot scratchier, scribblier, cartoonier stuff, everything in between. And we'll see a variety of art as we go on. One more thing. Jiwiz, a magazine for amazing gazing, is published every other month by Humorama Incorporated. 667 Madison Avenue, blah, blah, blah. Content 1959 by Humorama. Buy your Humorama magazine from your magazine dealer. He needs the treasure. You need the pleasure. <laughs> so I wish Indishas were funny like this still. Now the binding of this is kind of weird because it is uh, glued and perfect bound, but then there's a big old staple in the middle over here. So that ruins the pleasure of my treasure over here. So anyway, it goes on like this, where you often have a, uh, a bit of art from various artists. This one is marked as Vic Martin, and then some sort of photography. Again, nothing worse than this, don't worry about it. But here we have the G-Wizard, Nikki Gibson. Sometimes there's a caption that relates to the photo or the art, sometimes it's out on his own. Pause it here and there to read those. And as I kind of browse around here, you will see the variety of artwork, the amounts of mild to major sexism, the outdated jokes, the glimpse into the zeitgeist at the time, you know, this is 1959, this feels like 60s already, like we're starting to get into a little bit more of the swinging 60s, I suppose, but it's only 1959. And a decade often bleeds into the next one and is left over from the previous one for some amount of time. Here's an example of a much cartoonier style, but it's still really cute, it's well drawn. You get these really interesting thick brush strokes contrasted with thin ones, a little bit of charcoal or maybe ink wash. And again, some of the captions fit in. All I want are the simple things in life. Men, guys, fellows, boys, lads. Get it, girl. So even though it's a very male-focused magazine, there is a bit of the of, of tit-for-tat in that the ladies are as frisky as the gents in this magazine many times. I don't doubt that it is from the male lens, but that's a bit of progress there. For example, this one. I always say, it never rains, but it pours. And there's a bunch of sailors coming in for shore leave. Lots of innuendo in this comic. Some smaller images, smaller photos, longer text pieces. Again, pause this on your own. There's often a text piece that starts on one page and goes off to the other. So you might read one, but that's only the punchline for the rest. And here we have Isabella Rye. I think some of these names might be fake. There's a lot of art that has lots of innuendo. There's no innuendo here. This is the innocent 1950s. Sally, you're the best thing I've seen on TV in ages. That's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> and yeah, Bill Ward. You'll see Bill Ward's signature and art style right away. We have a variety of other artists that appear constantly throughout the various books. There's a couple of artists here and there that are kind of one-shots, but a lot of them are just found over and over. You'll recognize their signature, their art style, the corny jokes. We also have, in addition to the G-Wizards, we have the Pika Buttes. And here is Genevieve Gay with a variety of risque artwork. And this is, again, 100 pages for 35 cents full of short jokes, long jokes, good art, not as good art, great art, and everything in between. Everything was fine, except there's a little too much dressing on the tomatoes. <laughs> that one made me LOL, because that wordplay is just so good. And even if you're not here for the sort of sexiness of it all, some of this art is amazing. If it was a little bit more toned down for today's audiences, this stuff would still have a place in the 21st century. But you wouldn't find this in a Marvel comic. G-Wizard Dolly Bell. 
Well, I guess we do have some amount of pinups once in a while in comic books, but not that kind of pinup. Here's another one of these cartoony styles. Here's a sort of realistic cartoony style. And the page layouts and the drawing styles of these various artists. You will see Gregory a few times. The consistency in their artwork right away. You're going to see the Bill Ward style for a variety of reasons. And these frisky jokes. All right, so here we've got this petite brunette wearing some underwear. <laughs> Pete's underwear. And the caption, Sorry, Bob. I'll be ready as soon as I change. Get it, girl. Now... I don't know what slang this is. Help me out in the comments. What are we trying to say here? Psyche kick? Psych kick? I see this in a few of the pinups and I just don't get it. Is this slang from 60 plus years ago that just doesn't make sense to modern ears? What is a psyche kick? A psych kick? Psych kick? Is that, is that it? I don't know. Tell me in the comments. Anyway, we have the psyche kick Grace Carroll. A tolerant and broad-minded man is usually that way because he's broad-minded. <laughs> Corny. And again, the various levels of uh, sexism. Of course we must have collateral. A car, jewelry, furniture, your apartment key. Easy sleazy loans. And for every sort of male-focused type of joke, there's a female-focused one. Here we have a dowdy husband reading about mysteries and the just-married couple here in a very sheer outfit. Now, I love the art on this. It's, that, it's got that cartoony style that is very enjoyable to me. And the caption, when you get that mystery solved, I have something else for you to unravel. Hot. Some of these really long ones. Pause it, read it on your own. TLDR for me. Some more art kind of ranging on the sloppy, but not in a negative way, because just look at the, the strokes here on the window and this little chair and the rendering on the characters. Very cartoony, very cute. The art on this is very enjoyable. Obviously very enjoyable, but... Even just for the range of art, if you can kind of focus on the artistic parts, this is amazing rendering on an incredibly tight dress, Betty Page hair, and even this guy with, with his own coif and eyebrows and everything. This Bill Ward, if you don't know Bill Ward, you got to educate yourself on Bill Ward. Or else Donna Long will practice a Robin Hood routine on you. So yes, definitely there will be some of these yikes jokes here that just don't hold up. And yeah, I'm usually doing the ratings on interior art and all of that. I'm a little distracted, but I, this is just even defies categorization, Devi defies rating. I'm going to give a five to everything, even something as corny as this. I'm going to let you pause it here, read it for that amazing buildup, and then the punchline right there. Wow, that kind of shows more than I would think. And this is the sidekick Lucy Baron. So as I was saying... The, uh, yeah, everything, the, the ratings of everything. Now, this, these impossible heels, these are just so epic. These curves, the rendering, the director here. Yes, yeah, some of these jokes. Sure, I'll lay flat on my face for the good of the picture. If you'll show me how it's possible. Va-va-voom. Contrasting with more realistic yet cartoony art with this variety of line work. This more cartoony, simplified line work. Again, comparing the Bill Ward stuff. I'm not saying it's automatically better because it's over-rendered. definitely catches my attention. And even this stuff is great. This economy of line, this realism, plus cartoony aspects, or just straight cartoony like that. It's just great stuff. Some of it is definitely yikes. And I think some of these names are made up. Gitty Petrovsky. Sure. Some certainly range into the sexist aspect of things. I wish the artists were better credited. If you didn't put a signature, then you'd, they'd, you'd never know who made the art. There's just, like, no credits anywhere. 
So you have to know what these signatures are. Some of them, I, I don't know what what they are. I have to do more research. But art like this, yes, where it's very obvious assets, this art is enjoyable. But just again, getting a close up in the in the line work. Look at those curves, the economy of line, the difference between thick and thin lines. These eyebrows are gorgeous. Even these two lunks over here are well rendered. Look at those pants going up to the belly button and this angry Hitler guy here. And then we read the caption. No, there isn't another man. He's the same one. <laughs> That's hilarious, no matter what decade it is. And even if you don't like some of the art, well, you're just going to find some good art at every turn. If you don't want the cartooniness, well, you have the realism. I don't know. This, this looks like Photoshop. Obviously, Photoshop didn't exist at the time, but you know what I mean. This doesn't look like it was actually there because there's no shadows. There's no shadows on this seaweed or net or whatever this is. This looks like a real net, but that doesn't look like a real net there. That could have easily been drawn in. So uh, I don't doubt it because, again, this is 1959. You all saw Back to the Future, right? You saw how regressive that time was. This is still within that decade. Ike is in his second term. The Korean War had ended. We're ramping into the next war. You need some distractions in a very conformist society. Why not put a little innuendo here and there? That was the mating call of the male moose. How did it strike you? I think our peekabute Stephanie Benson is amused. And what's cool is that there's office jokes, home life jokes, bar jokes. That's amazing art on that one. Such a mannered, cartoony style. And that's kind of way more risque than I would think, too. But there's definitely that sort of working professional, and yes, everyone's white. Targeted definitely to the target audience. That's some really fun cartooning there by that artist. I don't think there were too many in this particular issue. But Gee Whiz lasted for years. Gee Whiz was one of the many books of the Humorama Empire. It went on definitely into the 60s. Starting in the innocent 50s. Going to the swinging 60s. Changing with the cultural mores. Bringing in a lot of other artists as well. As I said, Dan DiCarlo, Archie Comics artist, is in some of these issues. Bill Ward is the big name as well. We've got Homer, R.K., these other artists that are putting their mark on things. Unknown photographers capturing classic pinups of the girl next door. Some of the humor is still kind of funny. Here we have a dashing hunk coming out of the beach. Two ladies, we're incompatible. I'm ticklish. That's pretty funny. That in-the-closet bear is definitely going to tickle her curves. We've got these classic underappreciated husband jokes. I'd better give her a lift, dear. The poor thing will catch her death of cold standing like that with all these cars whizzing by. Wifey is not happy. There's some landscape shots here and there. Make way for the peekaboot Julie Redding. There was a young man from the West who loved a young maiden with zest. So hard did he press her to make her say yes, her, that his six shooters popped out of his vest. Yeah, that was surely the six shooter. Anyway, so again, here's the uh, empire of Humorama. We have breezy, gaze, comedy, jest, snappy, joker, stare, and gee whiz. See, this one's all about hot pinups of the joker. And then what's funny... Here we have, come here, Miss Snappy. Hey, there's the magazine, and that's her name. Come here, Miss Snappy. I want to see how well you fit into our office procedure. Not predatory at all. Drawn by Homer Simpson. But look at those heels. Those are epic heels. I dare you to walk in them as well as she does. 
Here's another one of these cartoony ones. I just love this style. Look at this cute cartoony style. Look at this guy with these cute chubby cheeks and his little pipe and everything. And the ladies over here in their curves and curls. There's some abstraction here where this piece of paper isn't even fully drawn in these circles of the waist bins. There's some real cool art, some cool cartooning from page to page. And again, for 35 cents, you just get so much. Oh, here's one I really like. So, okay, two friends sharing the bed, right? You know, Hazel, George didn't leave exactly right after you went to bed last night. And her expression is like, bitch, please keep it in your pants. All right, so this is not quite picking up on camera, but yes, she is wearing uh, Lululemon down there. Uh, but not much on top, and that is the Pika Butte Ava Veres. Got a lot of these working girl strips, but then of course it's in the office. This is, this is I really like this style right here. This is Wenzel. Not too many uh, examples in the book, but this style of this just simplified face, these both faces look really cool to me, and this whole scene is rendered very well. Kind of an awkward pose over here, guy, but the whole scene is rendered very well. Expertly placed shrubbery saves their bacon. And then we get to the end. Gee whiz, tip top tickles, screamers, jokes. Hi, Harry. Glad you could bring the wow little woman along. A final pinup. Ideal. They were so clever back then. Betty Brosner. And one more ad for a Pika Butte. Turn to fun. Read Gee whiz. And there you go, that was G-Wiz, Volume 3, Number 25, published in 1959 by Humorama Incorporated. What did you think? This was really a blast from the past. It was a sort of you-had-to-be-there, warts and all. On the one hand, you had some amazing artwork. On the other hand, you had some really outdated societal norms. But now I'd like to hear from you. Are you interested in checking out any of these fine Humorama publications? Are you a fan of Bill Ward art? Can you write better jokes than them? Tell me about it in the comments. If you liked the episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. I really appreciate it. If you really enjoyed the episode, consider heading over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcampos, and pledging to keep it funded, to keep it going, to be a part of it all. Plus, you get exclusive content earlier, a whole week early before everyone else. I think it's a good deal. Patreon.com slash vmcampos. But if you can't quite pledge at the moment, no worries. Like, comment, share, do all that good stuff. I really appreciate it. And so this has been the weekly VM Campus Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next time.